Hello, Indonesia. Welcome to the Renewable Energy Hour. I'm Doug Livingston, and as is unusual, I'm not joined by my co-host Alex Aragon tonight. He's feeling under the weather, and so I'm taking it solo. And so we decided, I decided that uh, we're just going to open up the phone lines and let our listeners carry the show. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, maybe we can get some updates on what the public can do to pressure the California Public Utilities Commission to vote no on the proposed new net metering laws, which will, in most of the industries mind basically stop all private residential small-scale rooftop solar grid tied systems um so yeah bruce john chris anyone else out there has got some updates on what we can do to put pressure in the right place to make sure that that doesn't happen i'd love to hear from you i'm also imagining that uh People off the grid with uh, marginal systems happening, uh, uh, you know, might be seeing some some problems right now. So maybe it's a good time to call in with a troubleshooting question. And I'll see what I can do over the phone, and maybe other people can say, "Hey, that sounds like me." Um, whatever it is, if it's something in pertinent to the renewable energy world. Give us a call. Fuel the conversation. If you don't call, I'm going to resort to Christmas music. Uh, 895-2448. Help me out. Since Alex is, is not here to help me out as he so often is. Um, hmm. What is that Christmas music? Uh, I saw Daddy or Mommy kissing Santa under the mistletoe or whatever it is you don't want to hear that you really don't <laughs> that was a good threat we got we got full lines already hello caller you're live on the air oh and i don't have all my buttons pushed say it again you were you were potted down okay i'm here now right yep you're there Okay, so I am staying in the trailer at the moment, and I have no electricity. But I do have a couple of batteries that are brand new that sort of came with the trailer. And now that the weather is bad, I can't use my cool little solar flip-out panel deal to charge my telephone with. Uh-huh. Uh so I'm thinking, I got these two new batteries. Couldn't I somehow get juice to my phone from them? Sure you could. Um, uh, what are the batteries currently doing? They're doing nothing at all. Oh, what'd you get them They're for? Uh, well, in... Never mind. They sort of came. They came with the situation with, here. All right. Uh, well, if they've got any juice in them, um, you certainly could. Yeah, you could get a. Well, uh, beware, because you could drag them down. You want to be able to charge them up somehow. But uh, you certainly could. Are they wired to anything? Uh, 
they are supposedly wired to the trailer, but there is an electrical problem somewhere, so they don't. I can't make them work. Oh shoot! Yeah. Um, well, at the very least, you could probably wire up a, a cigarette lighter plug receptacle to the batteries. Uh, I'd like to see a fuse in there. Um, and, uh, and use a cigarette lighter phone charger that you can get pretty, pretty commonly out there. Yeah, I have one of those. Uh, I, is there a place in the battery where I would plug that in? No, you'd have to wire up a receptacle for it. I'm not sure what the problem is where the rest of the system's not receiving power from those batteries, and that's a that's a concern. Yeah, it is a concern, but also getting an electrician to come way out is not happening. <laughs> where, where are you located? I'm way out up one of the ridges. One of which ridges? Off, off the coast here. Off, so. off the coast. Um yeah, well, it, that that would be expensive, but uh, there, uh, I've even seen uh, you know, little you know alligator clips, you know, battery clips that clip onto the batteries directly that go to mm-hmm. a cigarette lighter receptacle, and you could plug directly into that if you could find such a thing. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to find that in the county easily. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you could probably order it online and get it pretty quickly. Yeah, I have no electricity, so I'm not ordering nothing online. Yeah, understood. <laughs> understood. Um, well, you, there, you could. Someone told me. Yeah, you go, please. Oh, uh, uh, you could wire, you know, a, a cigarette lighter receptacle straight to the batteries, but I really would like to see, you know, a. 10 amp fuse in line with it. Batteries can be scary short circuits if things aren't done properly. It's not an electrocution issue, but it is a potential fire issue if you do a short circuit. Uh, there, There isn't any kind of a gizmo that I could attach to the battery and then plug my phone into yeah no that's what i was talking about there's you know little little beasts that are basically a red battery clip and a black battery clip that would clamp onto the positive terminal of the battery and the negative terminal of the battery and feeds into a cigarette lighter receptacle that you could plug a 12 volt phone charger into Okay. Those do exist. Okay. I'm not sure where you would find one on the coast. Uh, would I find one in Ukiah or Santa Rosa? Or? I bet you could find and one. What? I bet you could find one in Santa Rosa, but I'm not positive. Um, what, what would I be calling this item when I ask if they have it? Oh, shoot. Uh... Uh, a battery clip-on cigarette lighter receptacle. 
Okay. Um, but oh, but God. but sounds like you need a, a troubleshoot of why. Because my guess is you've got cigarette lighter receptacles in the trailer. Do you? I uh, no. No. Huh. No, I I have one in my car. Well, you could do it there. You could charge your phone in I your mean, car. Yeah, but I'm not going to be wanting to idle my car. No, it's a pretty tiny draw. You could you could uh, leave the ignition on and charge for an hour without any real worry about dragging your battery down. Fair night. I would just be emitting gasoline for no no without 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 running the car but leave many cigarette lighter uh, uh, receptacles don't turn on unless the ignition is in the on position the engine doesn't have to be running okay um and do you think i could trust that I would still be able to start my car after that? I, I would think so. If it was fully charged when you started, it, it would be a very minor draw for an hour of charging. Right. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and try that. Meanwhile, um, regular you, you, battery... You might, you might start the car and run it for 10 minutes after you're done. Okay. All right, well... I'll give that a try. And meanwhile, I'm uh, using regular batteries for lanterns uh, in my trailer. And uh, do you think I should stock up on batteries? Is that going to be something that all of a sudden we can't get? Oh. I mean, I'm talking about G and C size. You oh, know, I haven't seen a shortage in those. I've seen a shortage in some of the big lead-acid ones. But... Uh but I haven't seen a shortage in those, but I may be out of the loop. I'm certainly okay. seeing plenty on the store shelves. Okay. Well, I, I know I'm out of the loop for <laughs> sure. But anyways, thank you very much. You're yeah. very welcome. And, and stay tuned because the phone lines have been full behind you, so maybe somebody has some good answers on where to find such a beast. <laughs> Okay, right on. All right. Thank you very much. Sure enough. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi. I had a question about battery desulfators. The kind that clip onto the battery and use the battery's juice to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard, heard I, anything I, about that? I have heard such things. Uh, they, they emit a fairly high frequency, high voltage pulse that can help desulfate somewhat. I'm not entirely confident it'll bring back a truly sulfated battery. Um, I was thinking more like putting them on a fresh battery bank. Yeah. Uh, There's another downside is they do draw a little bit of power and that may be um, add to the problem. Uh, Because usually desulfation happens when the batteries are drawn too low and adding another load can be a problem. But but, uh, there are plenty of circumstances where those seem to help. And another question, if a person was to use those, I have a group of eight six-volt batteries that are wired series parallel for 12 volts. Would it be likely that one of those things would work for the whole bank? 
not as not as well, but uh, one for each six four. I I'm not sure how they work uh, in terms of multiples on the same bank. Uh, my guess is you'd rather have a larger capacity one than than anybody makes. Uh, yeah, yeah. To do yeah, that. So far. Uh, but whoever is selling it, uh, hopefully they would be able to give you some advice on that front. And if they can't, yeah. don't buy it. Yeah, right on. Thanks, man. Sure enough. Hey, Danny. All Excellent right. New Year. Take Bye. care. Well, my callers, my listeners are saving me from playing Christmas music. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi, yeah, thanks for taking my call. So uh, with all the cloudy weather, I'm thinking once again about hybridizing my system by adding a, a, a wind turbine to my PV system. And I just wanted to, seems like, it seems like wind generators are a big thing for a while. It doesn't seem like small scale ones are that available anymore or yeah it's anymore? it's hard to rationalize them these days uh it's it's almost cheaper to put in enough solar to charge in cloudy days than it is to put in a wind turbine on a small scale yeah uh, where are you like located really are, are you in a really in, windy location well you know it it's fairly windy. I've got a, a good uh, a good open area that's kind of facing west. So, are you inland, you know, it's windy. or are you on the coast? Um, Ten miles inland in Philo, on the ridge. On the ridge, which ridge, uh, east or west? Um, north of one twenty eight. I guess you might say that that's east. North. So up National what? Road. Okay, that yeah, that's east. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most people, mm-hmm. most people get confused when when it's called one twenty eight west, and it's really running north through Anderson well, it's Valley. Kind of north, it's, it's kind of northwest. It's actually. it's north by northwest, <laughs> but it's mostly north. Yeah. Uh, so you're on the east side, and if you're way up on the top, yeah. you might have some decent wind resource. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked at what's available on the small wind turbine front. Uh, but they're they're kind of a hassle to put in, um, mm-hmm. and require. Do they chop birds to pieces? No, no, not the small ones. That's the big, huge okay. ones whose uh, rotors are a football field long, and they're coming by every three seconds. And so there's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. And uh, and and actually, it's more the old ones that had lattice towers where birds would roost on mm-hmm. the towers and fly out after some ground thing. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, uh, residential-scale wind turbines don't don't kill birds, but they also don't generate much power for how much hassle they are. And my, mm-hmm. my yeah. tendency yeah. is to say, double your array, that'll be cheaper. And it'll still, yeah. and it'll I still mean, charge. When it's really cloudy, I don't... Sorry, when it's really cloudy, I get you know, very little generation, even though I've got pretty modern panels and, you know, pretty high-efficiency panels. Like, on a really cloudy day, you know, the generation is is minimal. Uh, On a really cloudy day. And, uh... Yeah. And on those days, you know, the damn generator is the fallback. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. but you, you, you'd be surprised. Uh, doubling the array would probably be cheaper than putting in a wind turbine and, mm-hmm. and boost all but those most utterly gloomy days. Mm, okay. Yeah, good advice. Uh, Thank you. Sure enough. You know, I, um, just, just um, kind of on the same topic, I, I, I saw an article recently, I don't remember where, that suggested that uh, it's not as windy as it used to be, that one of the consequences of climate change, I guess at least around here, is that um, winds have decreased. Have you, huh. Do you know anything about that? Uh, no, my general impression is that overall it's increased the wind speeds. Now, there may be hmm. some locality here that says that it's decreased it here, but I'm not aware of that. Hmm. But oh, okay. in, general, <laughs> in general, I think... Uh, uh, climate change has increased wind speeds sporadically. Mm, granted, nothing's consistent with climate change. Let's call it cli- climate weirding. Right, right, and for the moment, because who knows what mm. it's going to be next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, well, thanks very much. Sure enough. Take care. Good luck. You too. Mm, bye bye. Thanks. Man, my callers are coming to my rescue. The phone lines have been full all. <laughs> show. Hello, caller. Are you still there? Oops, I think I just heard somebody hanging up. Oh, well, I've got plenty of other options. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi. Um, I'm calling in response to the gal with the tr- in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I live entirely off-grid, and I bought a couple. I've used them for years, uh, but had to replace them after four or five years. They finally wore out, but um, Lucy lights, you Lu- blow them up that are kind of little, like a mini uh, beach ball in the shape of a, you know, uh, can, like a big can of tomatoes or something, and it's got a little solar on the top, and it's got a ring of ten little LED lights under it. And um, I've got two of them. I used to keep three or four through the winter. Hopefully I can afford to get one or two more because I don't really chase the sun around that much. But so far, um, I'm still being able to read and see what I'm doing at night. Ah, cool. That's not helping her charge her phone, which was her biggest concern. But it does help help with uh, not buying disposable batteries. Oops, I think we lost that color. But good suggestion. Hello, caller. You're live on the Renewable Energy Hour. Hi. I was also calling for the woman in the trailer looking for a way to charge her phone. And I have, a couple of years ago, bought a gadget that I am just amazed what it can do. It's a jump starter for my car. Mm-hmm. The one... The one I have is made by Gulu, G O O L O O. And there are a bunch of little, there are a bunch of other brands out there too. Probably, yeah, yeah. It's like it's about the size of an old VHS tape, if for those of us who remember those. Um, and it's it holds a charge forever. It can start my car if my battery runs out, and it's got receptacles for USB ports. It's got all kinds of receptacles, and then you, it, it doesn't need a lot of recharging. I, I had charged a couple of different cars with it and then left it sit in my car for a year, and it 
barely needed any juice and took any, any additional charge. But if you do need to charge it, it plugs into the cigarette lighter in the car to recharge while you're driving. Um, it's just the handiest little thing. It gives me a lot of peace of mind, and it can charge a lot of different things around the house. So, um, do you know where you would handy. get something like that around here? She doesn't have access you know to internet. Yeah, you know, if she can get into town and get to the library or something and get online, but I, I did get mine on Amazon. But, um, um, I, I know Home Depot had some much larger versions of it mm-hmm. and more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid about $60 for mine. and um, But, yeah, I guess it's a matter of calling yeah. around to see who might have it. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe even, I don't know, maybe even something like... Um, the advanced power or something. I don't know if they'd have something like that, but they might. Um, but it's really handy, and I think it could maybe solve a problem because it it certainly would give her a lot more phone charges than you know the standard battery packs that you get for your phone. Yeah, and it's so easy to recharge it because you just since she doesn't have electricity in the trailer, she can plug it in her car when she goes. Plug it in her car when thing. she's driving. Yep, and get it charged yeah. back up and get plenty of phone recharges thereafter. Those yeah, bees, those bees do exist. They're often marketed as jump starters, but look yeah. for definitely look for one that has a USB port. Right. We right. hope we and hope she's I mean, still listening. Yeah, I hope so. I think it could be a really really handy thing to have. So. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Home Depot or Costco or some other place like that has it. Yeah, yeah, probably. So. Hey, thanks for the suggestion. Right. I hope she she's listening. I hope so. Okay, thanks for the program. Mm, bye-bye. Bye. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. You get those things at the auto parts store. Auto parts. Okay, so Napa or somebody, some Kragen they, or Napa or other auto parts store would have such a beast. Exactly. They have, they have all those things. Excellent. Excellent suggestion. So she'd be able to find one of those on the coast without too much of a drive. Yep, Fort Bragg's got them. Great suggestion. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. And we had full lines a moment ago, and now we have open lines. Could be Christmas music coming, um, but those those beasts are are commonly available. I see them all over the place. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Thank you for obeying the Christmas threat. No, not Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this year, strangely enough. I'm not hearing a lot of Christmas music. Uh, maybe I'm missing it, or maybe it's not being played. I don't know. No, I've, I've heard a fair amount. Oh, okay. I, I, I was actually, um, you know, trying to dial in to say to, 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 to uh, tell this person who called about charging their phone the same thing that the previous caller said about those jump starters. Ah. Those are amazing little devices. Uh, and I just want to add that if you live at the end of a dirt road and you're concerned about your car not starting one morning and you don't have a neighbor who can, you know, who's close enough to jumpstart you, those little devices are amazing, you yeah. know, because if you keep them charged and you can keep them charged while you're driving, then you have power to start your car, you have power to charge your phone, you know, um, so it's... it's uh, it, in some, even some small laptops now can charge via USB ports. You sure. know, so it's a it's a really neat little 
little power device. The other thing I wanted to mention, a couple other things. Um, you you told her that, that she could charge her phone by just plugging it into the cigarette lighter and, and not turning on the engine. But you got to be careful because most cars have two settings. There's one click, the first click, where the only thing that comes on is like the interior light and, that, the, that's and the, the radio. That's the, 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 AC, radio that's the ACC. And I said specifically she had to turn it to the ignition on position, which is the second click, without starting the engine. No, but the second you don't need the second click for the cigarette lighter to come on. The cigarette lighter. Oh, it depends on it comes. depends on the vehicle. Okay, but uh, but uh, some some the cars the cigarette lighter is active with the keys out of the ignition. Yeah, but so. some cars if you turn it to that second click where all the you know the lights come on uh, like you're about to start the car. Um, that can drain your battery. I've drained my battery a couple times by putting it on in that position by mistake. So I just wanted to alert. Yeah, yeah. The leaving about that. Leaving leaving it in the ignition overnight is definitely a no no. Right, right. Um, I've, then, d- I've done that about, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then about solar panels and charging on cloudy days, I am. I am. I just want to confirm what you testify to what you said about uh, solar panels, about the solar system, even charging on cloudy days. I'm amazed. You know, on like if there's if there's rain for a couple of days, I do have to run my generator in the morning, maybe for an hour or two, um, just to get it. You know, up into the like 85, 90s range, or maybe in 95 range. But then even if the sun is not out at all and the sky is just kind of cloudy, you know, that by the, by the afternoon, the sun behind the clouds has done the rest of the job. Yeah. Well, charging, charging it to full. It's kind of it's surprising how variable the amount of light can be on a cloudy day. Uh, our, our eyes see brightness logarithmically, if I'm being a little geeky there. But... Uh, we don't realize how much variation in, in light level there is. On some cloudy days, it's quite bright. And on other cloudy yeah. days, it's quite gloomy and not doing much. So I sympathize with right. him. On, on the really gloomy days, you're not doing much. But, but just because you can't see the sun doesn't mean you're not charging. That's for sure. You know, when it really works well on those, on those days when the cloudiness is mostly from fog, from low fog, that, which that is quite bright, work amazingly well. Which yeah, is quite it's bright. Very bright, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it can be you know fifty percent of straight sun. Right, right, and and you know if you have a, if you have a good generator, it shouldn't take that much gas to get it to the point where you can then let the sun behind the clouds take over. Yep. Yeah, that's a standard right. standard Happy practice. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you. And and if I recall, you really liked that one year I did a Christmas show. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding about you're not playing holiday songs. I actually like them. <laughs> Take but care. I'm not sure they're here to talk about solar. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've got plenty of people calling in, so more power to All them. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Um, another reason not to put your panels on the roof is those reindeers punch holes in the in the panels, and they damn you know, reindeers. And they make a mess on top of them too. Well, you you can clean that off, but it's a hassle. Yeah, but the punch in the holes in your solar panels. Yep, you don't want the holes punched, especially not in the glass crystalline modules. That's not recoverable. 
<laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Oh, silliness! Very, very silly. Um, and and don't climb down the chimney either. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The earlier caller, a lot of that stuff can be gotten. The little inverters, all kinds of battery clips, ways to make power, lots of that stuff, and good responses from people. Well, um, I wanted to ask you about those combined systems of either having a standby generator or a little wind turbine to increase. And I did hear you say, you know, increase your panel size. But I'm in a a bit of a quandary because I have gotten or purchased a bunch of used panels, but now I have groups of panels that are different sizes, and it's oh. not so great. And it's not so great. Uh, well, it's, it, it depends on the situation. Are you on a 12-volt system? Right now I'm on a 12-volt system, but I'm, I'm wanting to ask you my central question, which is I'm having an exterior uh, power room outside the house, and I'm looking at the dimensions internally. I'm going to pour a little slab, put a rip over it, and overhang, put the generator outside, that kind of thing. And so I'm um, curious about the amount of floor space and wall space and the layout that would be useful. And um, gotten way too much information, so I'm overthinking it at this point. Yeah, well, my, my first statement is, have you looked at how cheap brand new panels are these days? Amazingly cheap, yeah. And so some part of me says if you're having a nightmare because of your mix and match nightmares, uh, maybe you should call in. Unfortunately, we just had it a couple of months ago. But, you know, 10 months from now and we have another renewable energy trading time show and try to sell some of those to those people who want that particular panel and another person wants that particular panel or several of them and and liquidate your stock of used ones but uh on a 12 volt system it should be fairly easy to mix them electrically uh, in terms of you know the geometry of the mounting that's going to be a nightmare but doable no no that that that's all you know, that's all easy. It's just brackets and Tetris and running wires. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the, the step up. We're using charge controllers and the number of charge controllers as I increase over like six, seven, eight hundred watts, eight hundred, eight thousand watts of a panel. Oh, sure. So if I'm, you have eight thousand watts of panel, you have no business being on a 12 volt system. That's right. I'm converting to a 48 volt. That's but, my new system. But, but once you go to 48 volt, you need a minimum of four identical 12 volt panels per series string, and all the other ones have to match it. Yep. Um, now it's okay. It's okay if you get four of 110 watt 12 volt panels in parallel with four 75 watt panels. That's okay. But uh, but each of the four panels in the series string should be 36 cells and uh, the same amperage. Yeah, the amp a lower amperage on any one panel drags down the whole. The whole. Well, no, just not even just just just, this, just that string of four. And uh, right. and with modern 
charge controllers, you can go past four panels, but on old school charge controllers, you need to match the nominal voltage of the string to the battery bank, which would be four 36 cell panels per series string. But if you're getting something mm -hmm. like a, an Outback or a Midnight or a XW mm -hmm. charge controller, those can go to higher voltage and step down. And, and so I could link more panels together, and and they would utilize it properly. More panels together in series, which which means you need more identical panels. Yep. Okay. okay well, um, the other oddball things about that, I want to utilize the passive thermal part of the generator and run the exhaust through the slab so I can keep in the wintertime if it's cold and I'm down low when I run it I, I warm up the the pad underneath the battery bank. Oh I'm nervous. Really I'm ner I don't want to warm it up too much but I'm just curious if you've heard about any of those that actually work well. Uh, on a large scale well engineered yes. Uh, I'm very nervous that you will hurt the the efficiency and longevity of your generator by doing that because if you put oh, if yeah. you put and additional you resistance the on the exhaust the generator is not going to run right no no it would it would have to be a, a slow flow larger diameter system that would once the generator got running it would be have a creative passive siphon and go through and come up the other side so the heat would would lift a little and give it some help. I suspect. I'm just oh, curious it's about more how than you utilize everything. Yeah. Almost all the power pushing the exhaust out is coming from the generator, and if it gets much push back, it won't run run right. Yep. Yep. Um, so, okay, well, so um, you you would want to have you know massive number of parallel flows from that one generator exhaust. You want to have you know ten twenty parallel flows that split that flow so that it doesn't offer much resistance. And and I, I I hesitate to even say that on the air. I'd want to crunch the numbers and talk to the generator manufacturer about that. Gotcha. Um, so I'm, I'm in a quandary because I want to do more work than just the one inverter for my house. I want to pump water up on the hill, and uh, the system up there is a 24-volt in-ground uh, pump. And uh, and, it, and it's direct solar, it, solar direct, or is there a battery? No, right, right now it's uh, AC 240-volt, three-quarter horse going down about 200 feet, so. Oh, um, I, I thought you said it was 24-volt. Pump on top, I could put an additional... Um, twelve volt. I mean, a a DC pump above it. If I um, I'm working out the drawdown height for the well to make sure I have the pump below where it would draw down and and uh, not be uh, brought into the air. But mostly, I'm. It's uh, whether or not it's all right or kosher to do that to stack multiple. <laughs> oh, you can. It's, it's usually it's usually impractical. There's usually not enough room in the well casing to do that. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of questions like this. So I will um I will uh, do some more research. All right. And and uh, um, I don't I don't mind pumping solar at AC. 
these days if it's anywhere near your home system and this is pumping to a to a gravity feed tank right um yeah and and currently you run the generator to occasionally fill the tank that's it uh one of my favorite solutions is put in quite a bit of solar and and run your your ac well pump with your home inverter system you can uh, you know with one of those fancy charge controllers i just mentioned they all have auxiliary triggers that can tell a relay to turn on the pump when the batteries are about to overflow and have it automatically pump to tell the house to pump it tell the house inverter to pump it whenever the the batteries are overflowing and and that happens all the time in the summer. So for most people where they have bigger needs for solar in the summer than in the winter, um, mm-hmm. or bigger needs for water, uh, that works out well. But uh, uh, you may have to run the generator occasionally in the wintertime if you're running low on water. And or just clear some clear some sky, drop some trees, and put some panels right where the well is, even though it's in the forest, it would be possible to get a few solid hours, so. Um, well, how far is it from your house? Uh, about 700 feet. And um, how do you currently do the pumping? Uh, at site with the generator, but uh, it does okay. light up the whole system down to the house. So I have 240 coming down to the house, and I could set up the power station at the house and then run it the opposite way, yeah. utilize those wires that are already in the ground. I would encourage so, that. I would encourage that. And bring your generator down below and put in some more solar where you've got the good solar access and let the solar overflow automatically turn on the well pump. That seems to be the design that I've come up with with several other folks, and you're in agreement with that. I like that a lot. It, it's not something I would have done 15, 20 years ago, but it makes an awful lot of sense today. And I've been told to get the other orphan groups of panels, whether they're, you know, several small panels or a group of six or seven that aren't quite enough to join in with this one array, to do it other sites. They have, you know, power power greenhouse fan or there you a small go. cabin yep. have a charging system for that or save it for the roof of the RV and so yep. Yep. Or, or sell them on the next Renewable NGR Hour Trading Time show exactly alright thank you so sure enough take care nope we just had a few folks on the line there's one back hello caller you're live on the air Hello. Um, I was calling. A, I'm calling. Oh, I'm trying to re- get hold of my phone here. I receive uh, things from that Solar Alliance, Solar Rights Alliance, and what they're saying this week is that the not only is PG&E trying to like basically outlaw or charge you to have a solar roof. Um, array, but the California Public Utilities Commission itself just proposed charging solar users an average of $57 a month Mm -hmm. uh, just for putting solar panels on the roof. Well, no, for, for for the right to connect to the utility with solar. Yeah, 
yes, for, for, on the one that shares with the grid. But the but the point is that PG&E and other utilities have pushed for this proposal for some months, but now the CPUC itself, the California Public Utilities Commission itself, is proposing it. Is making that proposal. The vote does not yes. happen until the... 27th of January and and I was right yeah you know, I opened the beginning of the show saying hey someone what's the status and how can we pressure this not to happen because it, it would be a, de- a death knoll for small-scale rooftop uh, solar so grid tie I would recommend go and, and it's not just that they're gonna charge you an average of $57 a month they're also not going to give you they're gonna give you basically a wholesale rate for any excess power that flows onto the grid whereas historically it's been at or near the retail price yes it's 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 just really, really out there, pretty far out there. The 57 a month, they charge you for putting panels on the roof. 80% cut to the credit solar users get for sharing surplus solar with the grid. Wow. Rollback protection for existing solar users. And um, they recommend calling, uh, calling the governor, but you're right, it's the 27th of January. Well, the governor, the governor is, is appointing uh, a person to the CPUC who will be in there just before that vote, I understand. And, and hopefully somebody out there more in the know than I am will call in and fill us in on what's the best thing we can do to pressure the government, well, pressure the CPUC, pressure the governor, who, whatever's the best leverage the to make rights, this not yes. happen. The Solar Rights Alliance has a little button here that says, call, let's flood, they want to flood, um, you know, the Governor Newsom's office, uh, and has a button right on it that says, you just click the button. And so that's solar, solarrightsalliance.org? Yes, I believe so. All right. Yeah, and I've been getting uh, updates, and, you know, they took whatever, 100,000 um, petitions to right, the governor right. like, last week or whatever. But now the CUVC is, is jumping on a board with the utilities, well, uh, so, you know. Well, my impression is CPUC has always been in the utilities' pockets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, one or the other. They're in each other's pockets mm-hmm. at the same time. It's pretty wild, and so after, so um, yeah, it's they are claiming that their proposal helps low-income people. Ah, uh, oh yeah, be, because them from the solar penalty be, fee, but yeah. uh, it doesn't. It, that's not true. They're just I don't know. So anyway, then they say now is the time to to fight, and here's some requests. Step one: flood Governor Newsom's office. Uh, post a message. And you can get copies of things on this solaralliance.org. And, Mar- and January 12th, uh, there will be an in-person protest in SF or L.A. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't, it doesn't say anything here about uh, the governor himself putting a person on there. But oh, well, he, he really appoints good. them. But, uh, but yeah. there was one that... Anyway, that and That's and you, you you've caused the board to light up. So hopefully some other people here have <laughs> have some additional comments to add on to it. Okay, Solar Rights Alliance. Thank you. Hmm. Bye bye. Oh, and suddenly they all went blank.
There we go. Oh, that one went blank, but all the other ones are alive now. Hello, Collie. You're live on the Renewable Energy Hour. Hey, a lively show, Doug. Way to go. Hey, David. Yeah, your phone's a little goofy tonight, but I'm glad I got through. I was thinking about your intro songs. Maybe it's time to add that Beatles song about the tax man where... The tax man, yeah, yeah George he'll, Harrison. He'll, uh, he'll tax the sun. You remember that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, rem- I remember a, a cartoon we had up on our wall in college that said, uh, you want petroleum? We own the wells. You want coal? We own the mines. You want solar? Uh, er, er, uh. <laughs> yeah, but not anymore. This is almost the equivalent of a tax, but not really, but it kind of is, really. It's yeah. pg and and the P and the Public Utility Commissions are... I understand there's just a handful of people in the commission, kind of like Caltrans, where they can kind of do what they want to do anytime they want to do it. Um, uh, Well, and they used to have, you know, the utilities used to have guaranteed couple of seats on it. I don't think that's the case anymore, but they have big influence. Yeah, right. Well, also, uh, my heart goes out to the gal trying to figure out her batteries. if she's close to a good auto parts store, she could bring a battery in and explain what she wants done, and maybe somebody can get the right connectors and a little uh, car charger outlet and, and get her going that way. You made a good point of what happens when the battery goes dead. Uh, what is she going to do? What's, what's her plan for charging the battery? Mm-hmm. So that, uh, she needs to kind of... Well, I was also nervous that the, there's something wrong with the electrical system in the trailer. Yeah, I know. When she said trailer, I guess she meant a travel trailer, right? Uh, I'm assuming it's an RV, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway, it's... Uh, and speaking of car batteries, um, I I try to keep a fresh battery in my in my car, in my truck. When it's more than, oh, three years old or so, I'll just go down and get a new battery. Ah, keep the spare. And I do occasionally use it to charge my phone, and I've left it on for hours at a time and go out, and it still starts right up, so especially if you're out in the boonies away from any help. Uh, even though your your battery's still charged, still, your battery's still starting your car, it, you know, if it's if it's at all old, don't wait for it to die to get a new battery. Go out and get a new one. You'll be glad you did, especially if you had to live in your car during some sort of emergency during the summer, uh, you know, an evacuation. Uh, a winter storm. Yeah, winter storm, anything could happen. It's, uh, it's pretty handy. It's got a charging system and... Uh, and all kinds of great things. So keep a fresh battery. All right. Good. Hey, great. Good great advice. Show. Thank you. Bye bye. Hello, caller. You're live on the Renewable Energy Hour. Nice. Hey, I wanted to find out what anybody knows about um, batteries. Um, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to get into the whole. Um, I want I want storage capacity. I want storage batteries, but I don't want old old school. I want new school. I want you know wall mounted, wall mounted lithium ion, with no watering needed, and last you ten well, I, last you ten plus years. But they're expensive. Well, I, I get that, but but who's you know who's who's worth pursuing? I, I know LG does it. Um, I, 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 um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of Tesla. Right. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, 
the, uh, the Discover, Simplify, or some other brands that I've used and and liked. Uh, you, unfortunately, Alex, my co-host, is a far better expert on this than I am, and he's not on tonight. So he might okay. tune in again two weeks, and if we have a call-in section for that show, uh, ask him again. But uh, but uh, I, have you got an existing off-grid system or something? No, I don't. I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm grid tight. Okay. Um, but do you have a solar system that's grid tied? Yes. What What's the brand of of inverter you've got? Oh, oh, I don't know offhand. Is, um, is it uh, micro inverters or a big central inverter or? I I don't know. I can't. Uh, it's it's in my garage and I'm upstairs and okay. um, well well look that check that out look it up and and give us a call in two weeks when when Alice can give you better advice than I could. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. Sure enough. Bye bye. Yeah, we're getting down to the end of the show, and oh, we have open lines. Uh, Eight nine five two four four eight. If you want to get into the renewable energy hour discussion, uh, I threatened earlier I'd play Christmas music. I've got my finger on the button. Where is it there? Oh shoot! I lost the button. <laughs> Somebody saved me with that threat. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're live on the renewable energy hour. Hey, how you doing? Um, so. So I have a quick follow-up question on the last gentleman about uh, battery, the improvements in battery technology. So I'm off-grid, I have L16 lead-acids that are nearing the end of their life, and I want to rework my system with the uh, lithium ferrous batteries. Okay. Uh, What what brand of charge controller and inverter do you have? Outback. You've got Outback? How old are they? Yeah. Uh, 11 years old. Okay. Uh, they're not ideal. Some of the programming in those is not quite up to snuff for what the new manufacturers would like for lithium-ion, but they can be done. Um, uh, I think but you would rec- you, Alex, so you would recommend uh, an entirely rebuilt system? Not necessarily. And, again, I might give you the advice to, to call in in two weeks when Alex is back, and maybe you could give more nuance than I could give you, yeah. but uh, but I think he would agree that that one of the easiest brands to drop into an existing older solar system is Simplify. Uh huh. Um, okay. Well, that's what I had heard. And do you? What do you know about availability for the battery for those batteries these days? Are they? Uh, I'm not seeing a shortage on them. Uh, that's not to say I'm the most in the loop there may be some people seeing problems with that but uh, i've not seen it i'm seeing problems with lead acid batteries right now mm-hmm. um but not necessarily so with the lithium ions which is sort of surprising mm-hmm. to me so well, there's a big pri- big price difference oh there's huge price difference but there's also a a confusion on how you compare the two because you can cycle the lithium ion much much deeper so on a amp hour rating to amp hour rating the lithium ions are worth almost twice as much 
Um, and they last a lot longer. They're a lot more forgiving about deep cycling. Um, they don't require watering, which is one way that a lot of off-grid people prematurely kill their batteries. So there's a lot of pluses. Uh, mm -hmm. Still, in my mind, it's a fairly comparable long-term cost between lead-acid, well-treated, and, uh, and lithium-ion. But, uh, but if you're going to abuse your batteries, uh, it's easier to abuse your lead-acid than it is your lithium-ion. And okay. they're a lot lower hey. hassle. They're a lot smaller. They're a lot lighter. They don't need venting. So there are a bunch of advantages. I'm slowly coming around to them. And as the prices keep dropping, I'm less and less resistant. So you mentioned, you, you always mention how much cheaper... Uh, PV, uh, the panels are these days. Mm -hmm. Do you have favorite brands? Not really. Uh, I'm I'm remarkably non-brand loyal when it comes to to the panels. If it's a if it's a UL listed crystal and silicon module, I'm probably not going to object strongly. Every now and then, I encounter a brand that has some clear quality control issues, but it's pretty rare. It, they're expensive to make and not as expensive as they used to be. But they're pretty easy to make right. I wouldn't dream of doing, you know, thin film modules for most people. But crystal and silicon seem to be remarkably reliable. Every now and then okay. there's, there's a bad performer like BP or Matrix. But they're pretty rare. And actually, there's a handful of Chinese manufacturers that are, you know, top-of-the-line quality. All right. And in general, right, in general, if it came from Europe or Japan or the U.S., I wouldn't hesitate. Okay. Okay, thanks, Doug. Sure enough. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're getting down to the end of the wire. Um Coming up right after me will be California Wild Grape Native Plant Spot. And then right after that's going to be Jamie Roberts, who's in the house with Radiogram. I'm not sure what his theme is tonight. I haven't heard his, his ads. But you know what? Since I've got deadlines and I've been threatening Christmas music, I wonder if I even... Uh... Oh, no. Somebody's calling me. They won't let me play Christmas music. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. We've got to make it quick, though. Good evening. That's great. What's up? Hey, Doug. I um, am getting ready to place, replace a Trace 2,500-watt, 24-volt inverter. A, a U2524 that's 25 years old. Yeah, it, it blew when I tried to run a generator and turn on my AC unit, and I'm going to replace it. Uh, what do you think of the Midnight 2430? I have not used any of the Midnight inverters yet. They're relatively new, and in general, I shy away from relatively new. Okay, you got a recommendation in that price range? Um... Maybe a Magnum. They're actually a pretty decent price uh, for pretty decent quality inverter. I'm not sure what the what the midnight prices are. 
Um, okay. I'm I'm a fairly big fan of the Outback uh, VFXR series. Um, the Schneiders are probably a little more expensive for a watt. Um, I, I guess I'm not. I I don't have good price per watts in my head at the moment. But uh, okay. But the Magnum's probably the best bang for the buck if you're if you're really on a tight budget in this class. All right. Well, that's what I was looking for. I'm glad I got in at the end of the line. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And the next guy will play the Christmas music. For <laughs> All right. All right, we're we are at the end of the line here, and I can't even play some Christmas music. Oh, actually, maybe that's how I go out. Where did where did my playlist go? There it is. Question is, do I know how the board works? Good night, everybody. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.